Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And finally, can we appreciate, you know, the prophet of our house, God's gift to us and the new Pastor Shola Okodua. Come on, is that the way you're going to do it? If you're online, jam your hands together, jam your hands together. Hallelujah. Amen. Such a privilege, to, you know, to bring in God's word today. Please may have your seat and um, we would have an exciting time. Amen. It's a short message, but I believe that God will drop something in our spirit. And, um, you know, all that God is said to do, he will do in our midst. Amen. Praise God. All right. If you're joining us online, I would like to say welcome to Getsimani. Pastor Obi, please just champion the online, you know, the online team. I trust that, you know, in a... She's, she has been holding the front, you know, hallelujah. So welcome everyone online. God bless you. Thank you for joining in. Um, how, how did you spend the break? You know, did you travel to your motherland or your village? You know, were you able to catch up on the messages from Sunday? Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. So um, as a way of introduction, I'd just like to say that, you know, in the new, um, if you follow the new very closely, um, you will know that when topics or themes come out, they are not just out of the blues, all right? They are tailored to a particular season. And such a joy to know that we have, you know, Pastola who always helps us to transition through every season. And so when you, when you come across a flyer and a, and a theme, it's not just... You know, because we just sat down together and said, ah, what are we going to talk about? No, um, it's really a direction, you know, for the season. And this month we're talking about faith, faith. And it's one of the most important topics. You know, scripture says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So it means that faith is actually very, very, very crucial in our work with God. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so this mor this <laughs> this morning, if you are in um, Kuala Lumpur, <laughs> wherever you are, one of the first things I want to talk about this evening is that, as a believer, as a child of God, as a son, as a daughter of God, one of the things that we must continually do. On a regular, one of the things that we must do continuously from time to time is to reassess our work with God. Is that after a period of time, you, you, you look at yourself, you go to God, you, you reassess what your work is with God to know whether you have drawn closer or you have gone farther. Amen. So it's very important at every given point in time that we look at ourselves, we ask ourselves real questions, we, we, we look deep within and begin to ask, is this, is this the best, is this where God will have me be in my work with him? Or is there something, can I press deeper? Of course you can, hallelujah. 
And so we must do that from time to time. Why is it important to actually reassess our work with God every single time? Because that singular act, the singular act of communion, of fellowship, is a foundation where every other thing is laid upon. Hallelujah. That singular act, that singular place of fellowship and communion with God is a very big determinant, is a what critical foundation to how every other thing plays out in our lives. And so if we are talking about faith today, we can't talk about faith without communion. We can't talk about faith without fellowship. Because looking through scriptures, every single place that you saw that, you know, especially in the um, New Testament, every single place where you see in him we have, in him we move, we live, we have in him. The biggest factor in, every, in all of those scriptures is what? Can somebody help me? Him. That's the anchor. Every other thing is hinged on that him. And so, if you have not come to a place where you know this hymn, you'll just be quoting that scripture. And so, I'm sure that, you know, um, one of the scriptures, one of Pastor Shala's best scripture in Ephesians 3.20, um, now unto him, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ever ask or think. You see, if you remove the first part if you remove that in him, not unto who? Unto him. And so we must come to a place where that the relationship with the him is our priority. Because when you stand and begin to quote some scriptures, when you stand and begin to meditate on scriptures, and when you say in him, it makes more sense to you rather than you just, you know, Opening your mouth to say, oh, in him, we, you know, and, you know, the various scriptures that have, you know, that, that phrase in it. And so what am I saying tonight? We must go back to reassess. And you ask yourself real questions. Where am I, with, where am I in my work with God? Is it progressing or is it regressing? Or is it static? Because, guys, listen to me. Everything that you learn in church, everything that is taught in church, everything that anyone says to you will not really bear fruit if that part is shaky. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so as, as a church, as a people, we must determine and begin to prioritize. We must, it's a decision you actually have to make. And so, after doing, you know, like a reassessment, a re, you, you sit down with your life, you sit down and say, Lord, you then begin to make adjustments. You then begin to prioritize things. You then begin to say, oh, this is what I need to do. This is how I ought to do. And then, we can then begin to build from there. And so, you know, for the past two weeks, I've just been thinking to myself, with, with the season that we are in the new, how we, everyone needs to actually just decide the kind of life they want to live and the kind of walk with God that they want to have. And it can be forced on you. 
you would determine yourself. Is it, do you just want to become a church goer? You come in and leave? Listen, every encounter with God, every moment that we spend in his presence is supposed to do something, supposed to change us. We're not supposed to remain on the same spot. So it means that when you came to church on Sunday, when you were leaving, something must have changed. And it's something related to what Pastor Tolani was talking about two Tuesdays ago. How there must be, there must be something you, you measure your progress with God with. There must be something. So it's not just casual. We don't just come to church. We don't just play religion and, you know, we have been saying some things of recent. You know, I have no taste for mere religion without change. Come on, can somebody lift your voice and say that? Declare with your mouth. Say, I am the new. Say it again. I am the new and I have no taste for mere religion without change. And so every single time that we spend in his presence is supposed to change something in you. No matter how little it is, something must tweak. You must allow the word of God what permeate your heart, permeate your being. Hallelujah. And so we must decide, every single one of us, and you ask yourself, you know what? What exactly do I want to do? How exactly do I even want to serve God? How? It must be a constant desire burning in our heart. It must be something that, you know, from time to time, every, in fact, every single time it's on your heart, Lord, how can I please you more? How can, I, how can my work with you be better? Because, you know, if you look at it, and speaking of, about the, uh, the subject of faith, most times it's about faith to get something from him. Not really faith to do his will. It's about getting something. And so when you're confessing those words, and that's, and that's what I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring, I'm trying to help us focus on what is important. That's, 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 that's basically my assignment tonight. And I'm going to use the new to tie it up. And why you are here in this assembly. Why you are a member of this assembly. Why it's not a mistake that you are here. And so if you look at the church in the recent weeks, in recent months, you see the focus of the church from the beginning of the year, actually. The year of the fourth, doing big things, you know, going out, stepping out, and taking, you know, territories for God. Listen, if you are in a house like this, the manifestations of the house must become your manifestation. What is burning in the house must be what is burning in you. And so as a church, you know, we've heard several Pastor Shola talk about, you know, how we ought to step out in this season, you know. And that's why this topic of faith is very strategic. Hallelujah. Very, very strategic. But, you know, you'll be making a mistake if the only thing that you're thinking about when you hear faith is faith for your needs as against his will. So today we're talking about influence with the rather the governing faith.
And if we go back to Genesis, God's mind has not changed about the mandate he has given to you and I. To take charge, to dominate, to multiply. So as a house, as a new member, you're first in a governing church. You're in a church that is alive to change the narrative, to establish the influence of God upon the earth. You are in a church that shifts the narrative of culture. And so, if you find yourself in this army, it means that there is an aspect of your life, there's an aspect of your being, there's an aspect of your call, of the purpose of God upon your life. that is supposed to be in that line. And when I mean that line, I mean in that same frame as what the church has been born to do, what the new has been born to do. And so God has called us to dominate. Genesis 1, God blessed man and said, be fruitful, multiply, have dominion. And Mrs. A mentioned some few weeks back and said that we have come into a new season. How many people believe that? <laughs> I know about two days ago, I was thinking to myself that, you know, I was just really thinking about the new, that whatever the new has been called to do, it's actually, and the way to interpret it is, whatever the new has been called to do, you have been called to it. And so if you are still separating the church from yourself, it means there's something else you're looking for. And so the function and the, the God's mandate for the new upon the earth is your mandate. And so when you hear Pastor Shola or any pastor talks about what the new has been called to do, they are just literally telling you what you have been called to do as long as you're a member of this army. And one of that is to dominate, is to spread the influence of God in every sphere. And so it doesn't, it doesn't matter where you are, it doesn't matter what industry you belong to, there's a mandate of God upon your life. Listen, one of the, one of the, one of the, um, one of the mandate upon this house is actually to bring together a generation. It's like an ark. The new is like an ark to preserve a generation. And so if you have noticed in your life, and think of it, if you have noticed that in your life, you play some sort of role, what I just said now, you play some sort of role, you know, like that, where God just uses you to bring people together from all fronts. God just uses you to bring people Bring and preserve a generation. You're in the right place. Hallelujah. You're in the right place. And I'm saying that those things are, they are, there is a mandate upon the house, but then there is a mandate upon each and every one of us. And so what God tells the new to do, God is actually telling you to do it. So if you hear, oh, we are going out to the nations, we are doing this, we are, you know, reaching out to people. That's your work. 
Because who is the new after all? We come every Sunday and say, I am the new. That word must sink in. That I, me. You are not collabo, not parapo. Is that you say to yourself, you take it upon yourself as though you are the only member of the new. You take it upon yourself as though there is no pastor, Shola, there is no pastor. You don't know anybody. You are, that is you. You are the new. And so you are, you, are, you, are, you are eager to actually carry out this mandate on all fronts. So when you step out at work, when you step out in, you know, in your business, in your um, meetings with people, you know, whether you're a business owner, you're a career person, whatever place you know, that you, you are. And you know, two, two Sundays ago, I was talking about being very aware in this season. And it's very important. Being very aware. And so when you stand in those places, you are, your heart is actually burning and looking around for what God wants you to do wherever he has called you. God doesn't place you in a place for fun. If you think through your life, maybe from secondary school, from whatever, university, you will see the hand of God. And it was intentional. God put you in those places for a reason. So he's still the God that rules in the affairs of men. Hallelujah. God rules in your affairs. And so nothing is really by mistake. Everything is planned by God. Your life is planned by God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so we carry a mandate of dominion. And in this season, in the new, you know, and you can see, you, you can, if you have been in church for a while, you would know that when, you know, especially when Pastor Lord talks about the next conference and how it's going to be different, there is, there is a shift, guys. And that shift is not just for the church, it's also in your life. Also in your life. next conference is next month it would shape something that has never been seen before and so there is a move in the house and like we pray may we never be at the center of a move and not know that something is happening may you not be may you not just come to church for your needs alone Because when we are talking about influence, when we are talking about the governing faith, what we are really talking about is that you and I are surrendered enough to God that the exercise of our faith is really not about what we want, but what he needs from us. It's about his will for us. I'm just going to go through some examples in scriptures, you know, about how God walked through men on earth, you know, and how, how they just, how they, they, they were so in tune with God that it was hard for you know you get to a place in your work with God that and that's that's and that's why I started with that with 
your walk with God because that's, that's, that's where it all starts from. That's where it all starts from. And so we must get to that place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Very quickly, I want to talk about, you know, a few stories in the Bible. Um, scripture says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It means that there is, there is an anchor to our faith. It means that there is a, there's a foundation, there's, a, there's an anchor, there's something that, you know, when, when you know, um, people in the Bible, when, when they walked in faith, they didn't really call it faith like that, though. Hallelujah. It was just them, it was just a conviction that they had in the person that they were following. Paul said, uh, help me. He said, I know in whom I have believed in. It means that, and that's the anchor of our faith. And so whenever we, we see a dimension of faith in the scriptures, it was really hinging and showing us the integrity of God. It wasn't about the men themselves. They were smart enough to hold God to his word, to hold God to who he said he was. You know, scripture says that he exalts his word above his name. And they got to a point where wherever God, whatever it is that God said, they believed. But, you know, we can talk about believing casually. Oh, you have to believe God, you know. But you can't really get to that place if your walk with God is shaky. Because how, what exactly do you want to hinge your belief on? Because you must actually know the person in whom that you believe in. The anchor of our faith. We've got to through some scriptures. Um, one major one actually. Daniel, Daniel 3. Daniel 3. And I'm sure we all know that, you know, that scripture a lot about the Hebrew boys and how they decided that they were not going to bow. And it was a problem for them. So let's start from verse 10. Daniel 3 from verse 10. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, I'll just read from I'll read from the screen. All right, it says, Thou, O king, has made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackboard, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, please, can you give me NKJV? <laughs> My, my tongue done the twist. Who's so covet? I don't even know the instrument. <laughs> All right. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up. 
Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to king to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready at the time, you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lair, and sastry, in symphony with all kinds of music, and you shall fall down and worship the image which I have made. Good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hand? Verse 16, which is where it starts to get interesting. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he would deliver us from your hand, O king. Verse 18. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Hallelujah. You know, you can look at this scripture and say, man, these guys were brave. But you don't make those kind of statements. You don't make those kind of statements if you don't know something. I said, oh, king, to even start this matter, we don't need to engage you. We don't need to answer you. Ah! He said, the God that we serve is able to deliver us. Well, he said, peradventure, it doesn't even show up. It's not enough for us to bow. Let me tell you what those guys did. You know, there's a way you can put God to test. <laughs> it's what Abraham did. When they asked, when the servant, when um, Isaac asked him, Esa, where is the... A lamp or a bishop that we are going to sacrifice. So don't worry, he will provide. It was that you know you can commit you can commit God you to they literally took God's word back to him to say, look, we know who we serve, oh we know. Nothing you say would actually be able to but even if he doesn't show up, we still would not bow. I can imagine how God was looking up in heaven like, ah, my guys, they don't get me. It was, they put God to a test to say, oh yeah, come and fulfill your word though. Come. They don't hook us, but we know you too much. To know that you will leave us here stranded. We, we, we know you. We know you. We, we have wrapped up together. We don't join. We don't. You understand what I'm saying? We know you too much. They knew the person of God. And your faith is actually anchored on the person of God. On his integrity. And so we can talk about faith. But you see, if that part is missing, 
you'll just be quoting scripture and doing confession. I believe, I receive, I believe, I receive. From who? Believe what? Believe who? And so, if you are going to accomplish God's mandate here on earth, if you are actually going to accomplish that mandate of dominion that he has placed on you and I, you will not do it by just thinking alone. It won't be about what you think. It won't be about, you'll be about something that you have you have, you have come in contact with. And that's why Daniel 11.32 says that it is those that know their God that shall be strong and do exploit. It is those that know their God that shall be strong and dominate. It is those that know, that know, that know, that know their God it is those that know it's not those that come to church it's not those that just flip scriptures around and quote many scriptures no it's not it's not people that can quote scriptures scripture didn't say that it is those who can quote scriptures it didn't say that it is those who attend regular services it didn't say no he said it is those that know they are god one of the scriptures I love so much is in John, John 17, I think, verse 3, where he says that, and this is eternal life, to know him, full stop. And so if you are going to actually reign as a king here on earth, if you are actually going to reign and dominate as God intended you to do, your closet, your, your closet will be your most priceless possession. Your communion with God on a daily will be your most priceless. You will go there like, look, like John 15 says, without you, I'm nothing. Like, I can't do anything. Without you, God, I'm nothing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, when we say we have no taste for mere religion without change, we are saying we have no taste for actually just coming to church without expecting a change inside of us. We are saying that something has to change with the way I was before I entered here. And so you anchor your life on that and say, God, my life ought to change. Something in me ought to change. Every time I spend time in your presence. Every time I gather with the brethren. Every time we sit down here to listen to a message. And Jesus said the words that I speak to you. They are spirit and they are life. And so every word that comes out on this pulpit. Every word that comes out to me. Let it bring life to that aspect of my life. That has been aching me for so long. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this place where I am. Lord, change something. Let your word bring life. Let your word bring life. And that life is the light of men. Hallelujah. It's the light of men. And so you're not just a light carrier. You're a light dispenser. 
because wherever you step into that light must radiate it's part of the influence listen if you study the life of Jesus ah, you know there was a place in the scripture that I think was it at Lazarus's um, resurrection because it's not only Jesus that resurrected <laughs> and he looked up to heaven he prayed not for himself he said so that these people will believe Jesus moved with so much confidence so much conviction in the one who sent him and so it was impossible for him to get anywhere for that light not to be dispensed whether I was healing the sick how do you explain huh? I want to read a scripture how do you explain you know the issue feeding of the 5,000 scripture says that he knew what he, he knew what he, he, he was going to do he actually just wanted to see um, I think a scripture I think it's Mark Mark chapter 1 and verse all right and so when we are saying that God truly truly intends for you to spread this thing and if you study the life of Jesus Jesus was about it was about mission he wasn't actually here to please himself he was here on the mission you know uh, Mark 1 35 Jesus was already with the disciples scripture says that from 35 now in the morning having risen a long while before daylight he went out and departed to a solitary place and there he prayed and Simon and those who were with him searched for him when they found him they said to him everyone is looking for you guess Jesus's response he didn't say, ah, eh, it's in Wami. Ah, no. But he said to them, let us go to the next towns that we may preach there also, because for this purpose I have come forth. They said, sir, we have been looking for you up and down. Let's go. That was his reply. Let's what? Let's go. Jesus was about permeating the influence of God to, have, to as many places as possible. And so that's why, you know, if you read through scripture, today he was onshore, tomorrow offshore. Yeah, so it's not only like guys that can do onshore and offshore. Jesus has been doing it since. Just a cruise ship, you know, cruise ship. Today we preach, yeah, tomorrow. There will be so many that you said, um, um, please help me, get a boat. Let me preach from, on, from offshore today. Today is offshore, you know. And like that. Like that. So I'm saying that your life, your life is not a static life. Your life is not revolved around you alone. If you spend so much time with the one who made you, you would realize that there are so many things that he demands from you on a daily. 
so many things that he demands from you. And so we must be about spreading the influence of God everywhere. Jesus was about that life. Because, guys, one of the things that we have been called to do is to pull down kingdoms and erect his own. And you can't do that without faith. And you can't do that without knowing him. Never. Jesus came to, he, he came to uproot what was not. He came to pull down kingdoms. The kingdom of darkness could not stand him to the face. Wherever those demons saw him, they would ask him, what have you come to do with us again? Just leave us now. Oh yeah, please don't send us out of the town. See this. So they knew who he was. And so, if Jesus was about that life, you and I must be about that life. And I'm saying that your greatest anchor, your greatest gift, treasure, what you should guard jealously like never before, is that you actually continually seek to know him. Because it's in that place that your faith is built. I'm sure you must have heard Pastor say this, that you know, when God speaks to you, there's a measure of faith that comes and if you are not in that place where you constantly hear his voice, faith work will be a thing of, it will just be what you just hear. And so I'm saying that you must be in that place where his word to you is the most important thing. You guard it because when God speaks to you, there's a measure of faith that is imparted in your life to go out to do. And so what those Hebrew boys, what they said, what, it didn't come out from, it didn't come out from, you know those seven sons of Sceva that are, they thought it was by association. It's not by association, no. So that your friend is on fire for God doesn't mean that you're on fire. It can help you, but if you don't take it personal. Those guys thought it was by this sinner. By the time they dealt with them, said, Jesus we know, Paul we know, you, who are you? And so it's not by it's not by association, it's not by parapo that you know, oh and guess what? It's not by attending the new. Let me say it again. It's actually not by attending the new. You knowing God is not just by attending the new. You can be in the midst of a congregation like this that is burning. But you have not yet keyed something. You have not yet learned to go back into the closet to say, God, reveal yourself to me. Because if God reveals himself to you, if God reveals himself to you, <sighs> Hebrews 11 says that faith is the assurance of things hoped for. There's a version, I think it's the NLT, and it says the conviction of things not seen. The conviction. I'm saying get to a place of conviction in your work with God. That 
God knows you, you know him. Get to a place of conviction. That's what really determines whether you walk by faith or not. And so, when you hear people like Bishop, you know, there was a story of when they were building this Canaan land. I, I think it was, was it 99? I can't remember. It was, I, I knew they were supposed to open September or something. And maybe about six months before then, it was not looking like it. And then, ah, there are some words that you don't utter unless you know, unless you know what you have cooked with God. You dare not. Unless you know what you have cooked with him, there's some words you dare not utter. And Bishop said, I can't remember that story clearly, but I knew that it was close to an impossible situation. But he said, by September, but I was one, we are having a six months, right? Thank you, Pastor Victor. He said, if God created the earth in six days, and six months is too much for just one building. Kilode, compare that place to the whole earth. They resumed, though. They had that service there in six months. Have you gone to Kenanland before? <laughs> and just look around our fathers of faith, Abadeboe. They are still planning to do a 60 by 60 kilometers ground. I don't know the size of Ibadan. <laughs> so guys, you see this, I'm saying we need to get to a place where we take ourselves out, out of the equation and prioritize our work with God. And so your faith is not just, I'm believing for a phone. I'm believing for a car. I'm believing all those trivial things that don't matter in the grand scheme of things. That's what you are disturbing God for. Not nations and territories. That's what, that's what we are talking about when we are saying the governing faith. We are saying that we are here to pull down the... the, the ah, pull down structures and erect God's own. Pull down kingdoms. That's what your faith should be all about. Don't be like the Gentiles that seek after the trivial things. What we shall eat, what we shall drink, what we shall wear. The, the, the mandate still remains. The command still remains. Seek first the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. All these other things. Do you think he removes anything for God from God? And we are saying, so be about, Lord, conquer, conquer me. Just conquer me so that I'm alive to your will and not my needs. Conquer me so that I'm alive to your will. On a daily, so that I'm alive to your will. What's God thinking about? There's some of you here, God has literally said, for these elections that are coming, I need you. Gather a team together constant intercession every day that's what's burning in God's heart that's your own assignment though where this election is concerned God has given you apart from of course the other things and God has given you a mandate but you have just trivialized it that will 
everybody go there, alright, last, last, Jerry. But be about God's heart. Be about His work here on earth. About His will. But I'm saying again, you can't get to that place if God is not priority to you. If your work with Him is not priority to you. And so in this season, we must be aware. God, what are you doing? How can I partner with you? Is that you're not thinking of what you're eating, what you're going to... God will sort all those things, guys. He will. He will. Because the mandate upon your life is more than bread and butter. You have been called to shift cultures. You have been called to dominate. And so if you keep your eyes on what we shall eat and what we shall drink, when will you have time to dominate? If everything you think about is what we shall eat, what we shall drink today, what, when, when, when will that mandate that God has given you be actualized? We have been called to spread the influence of God upon the earth. Sometimes we feel like what God has told us is very trivial. That's one of the things that happens. You think that that thing that God has told you, you know, it's not that important, Jerry. You know, that's that, just that little instruction that he has given you to do, to say, do this. But we have come to a season, you know, one of the things that I'm learning daily, I think it was Pastor we were just in, um, so we had... I mean, if you see all our generals here, we are coming from retreat, <laughs> you know. And, you know, I was telling her that one of the things that I'm learning to, to do on a daily is, is as God speaks, as, as soon as I sense it, I, I just try to, I don't, I, I'm not trying to know why he said I should do it. I just do it. Whether I find out later, you know, there's some things that God will tell you to do. You never find out why. But the problem is you always want to know. You always want to know. Because we are too logical, we are too calculative with God. Eh? And sometimes when God, when God says do this or do this, you already you have drawn the map from point A to point B. Probably, perhaps, peradventure, that's why he said. So that's why you now do. It's not really because he just said you should do. You now calculate, especially when you are, there's a benefit at the end. And you look at it like, ah, Mom again, mom again, mom again, mom again. One plus one, two, three, four, five, four. Lord, I leave you, my. And God is just looking at you. Ah, just obey, just obey. And so we must get to that point. We must get to that point where God speaks. You hear His word. You hear. You have. You sense that nudging in your heart, and you just, you just do. And it's one of the things I'm learning to do more this year. Like. Just, just stepping out. Just stepping out. Because, you see that little instruction, that little stepping out that God tells you to do, in the grand scheme of things, is for his will to be done here on earth. So when we say that will be done on earth, as it is in heaven, we are saying, Lord, establish the grand plan you have there in, in heaven. May be established here on earth. Help me to play my part because you can't do everything. So we all have different parts to play in this grand agenda of God. 
and so you must guard your own you take your own as if it's you don't know any other thing and when people tell you ah, you know somebody sent me a message as we were coming here today and oh no I saw that she tagged me on the flyer or so no sorry <laughs> someone sent her a message about you know wait how many times do you how many times do you how many meetings do you attend in a week both offline she was very specific both offline and online because you know she has seen that she's always posting one church thing at the other one thing at the other one thing you know so people would people people might they will look at you and they, they might not understand they might not understand what is driving you but keep going after all they are not the ones that called you you have somebody you are reporting to and that's the most important thing no it doesn't matter any that's the that is the one you are reporting to grand commander in chief of the kingdom forces because he's is the kingdom force grand commander he's the one you are reporting to and so make god your priority hallelujah make god your priority make god your priority we're going to pray we're going to pray very soon I are going to ask God for something, you know. God, just God, conquer me. That's it. That's it. Conquer, conquer my desires. Conquer my, conquer my flesh. Conquer my needs, and let me be alive to you. You know, because for some of us, we think we're actually alive to God. We are not. a few months back when God were praying myself and a set of people were praying up here and we're talking about um, you know and it's actually it's happening in this in this end time in these times that we are in there's a lot of prophecy being fulfilled and you know resources that God is bringing our way Nobody can stop it because it's needed unless you are thinking that it's bringing it for you, you know. So, and you see, financial resources are part of God's agenda for now. Hallelujah. They are actually part of God's agenda for now. But God told me something I can never forget. You know, we have said over and over again about being custodians. Being custodians. <laughs> God says something there. You know the people who are really custodians? If I have a hard time, if I say, if I give um, Mrs. A now, and I say, please, my help me hold. Help me keep it. I'll be back. And I have a, and when I'm back to collect it, I have a hard time. And I'm begging, hey, Joe, <laughs> please, ma, please, please, and it becomes a tussle. Do you think that the next time I want to keep this thing, I might be heading in a direction? Don't you think that I would think twice? Listen, guys, you see this, this money thing, this finance thing, may, may, may every spirit of mammon just be, be silenced because 
as long as God has a hard time, we are custodians. And that word really means that God gives us to hold for him. And when he requires it, he comes back to tell you where to send it to. If God is going to have a hard time with that, if God has to be engaging the angels to say, hey, Joe, help me whisper to him. Help me. And so in this season, we must, we must ask God to really just shatter every wall. Everything that wants to, that wants to, you know, make us feel like we own something. And you don't even own yourself anyway. He owns you. And so sometimes we feel like we own ourselves. We, it's my life. It's not your life. Who gave it to you? How did you get it? God gave you the life. And whatever it whatever requires of you is what you will provide. And so, this walk with God, I am saying, let us shift from just exercising our faith to get from Him. And let it be about His will about spreading his influence upon the earth and watch God work wonders in your life you won't need to ask for some things in your life again there are certain things that they will just buy you know it's called God provides for his vision amen God always does always Hallelujah. How many people are committing to God this evening? The Lord, I want to be about spreading your influence upon this earth. Not just what I need. I want to take up this mandate of dominion. I really want to, God, help me. I really want to. But God, first help me. Help me to solidify my time in, with you. Help, let my, let my fellowship with you, let my communion with you go to another level. Help me to prioritize that over everything. Over everything. Can we rise up on our feet this evening? I want us to genuinely open up our hearts. I want us to genuinely open up our hearts to God. Can we just lift up our, our hands? Can we lift up our hands all over this place in total surrender to God? In total surrender to God and say, God, I'm about your will. I'm about your will. I'm about spreading your influence here on earth. I'm about your will. I'm about your will. Lord, conquer me. Everything that rises up against you, everything in me that aims to contend with you, Lord, take them down. Take them down. Come on, can we lift up our voices this evening? hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much he wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in his presence.